Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Law Chat with John and Amy. I'm John Yulian. And I'm Amy Pliafico. This week's question is, how much does a divorce cost? Well, that's um, one of those questions, Amy, where there's really no black and white answer. Mm-hmm. Each case um, is different based on how many hours the attorney and the attorney's associates are going to spend on the case because each attorney is charging by the hour. So an attorney is going to um, require a retainer, which is an upfront fee toward the divorce. And that can vary from one attorney to to another. In addition, the attorney is going to charge an hourly fee for the attorney. And then they're gonna have a different hourly fee for various associates, colleagues, paralegals. And as a client, you need to be aware of how much the retainer is, which, as I said, is a credit that you have um, uh, to be used toward the fees. And then on top of it, what's the hourly rate you're paying for um, the different attorneys and paralegals and associates? It is critical um, you find this out, and this will vary from firm to firm, depending on their size, the experience of the attorneys, uh, and various factors. Um, Amy, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about um, what causes such a disparity in in the legal fees in various cases of divorce, and why it isn't um, something where an attorney can say, well, here's how much the case is going to cost. Yeah, so some of the biggest things are how many hearings are involved. You know, if you have to go to court one time and that's it, you have a deal done and you're maybe going in for one motion hearing, that's going to cost a lot less than if you have a four-day trial. Um, Just because in terms of preparing for any court dates, the day is actually spending in time doing um, doing post-trial work, um, that just adds up anytime that a lawyer is in court, you're paying, um, you're paying for that time and that's really expensive. Um, other factors are how contentious the divorce is. Uh, so, you know, and it also depends on the factor that you're fighting over. If you're fighting over the value of a house, yes, that's going to take time because you're fighting over it, but generally you're going to get each your own appraisal and maybe you're trying to figure out a middle ground between the two appraisals. Whereas if what you're fighting over is custody, there's not generally, I mean, I, you know, this person wants custody, that person wants custody. Um, You know, it's harder to find a middle ground. It's a much more emotional topic for people. So it takes a lot more to get them to, um, feel like they want to compromise. Um, so that custody, I would say, if if someone walks in on day one and it's pretty clear we're going to have a custody battle, I know that that is going to be on the higher end of a divorce just because I can't, with the house or a bank account, I can split it and, you know, you say, okay, we're going to sell it. You each get half. Like, I can't do that with kids. Um, so those are just, you have to reach an agreement, um, and some person is going to not like it. And, and that's hard. Amy, should a client, um, be able to expect the attorney to give an estimate of what the case might cost, or does the attorney, does the client really, um, I guess just 
have no way to have an expectation of the cost because that seems kind of tough if that's the case. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what other firms do, but I know that um, you and I, when we meet with someone, try to give them examples. So normally we have our initial consultation and I've talked to them for a while. I'm trying to get a feel of where everything stands, what they seem to have agreed on already, what are stuff they haven't agreed on or haven't discussed at all, um, how it seems like they work together. Um, if I know the other party has retained an attorney, what I know about that attorney or that firm to give me an idea of how reasonable they're going to be. Um, and then I I do, I try and give a range and it depends generally. And I, and I do this kind of from experience. I think, okay, well, this divorce kind of reminds me of a divorce like this, that case. Um, they worked pretty well on custody issues. The big issues were going to be finances, amount of child support. That person maybe had their own self-business or whatever. And I try and look back and say, okay, I've had a similar case in the last year that settled for about, I mean, not settled, but got resolved for about this amount. And then I give them a range. I think it's going to be, I think that your divorce is going to be somewhere between 8,000 and 15,000, or it depends on the situation. Some divorces are easy and quick and you guys have everything agreed to pretty much ahead of time and there's no kids involved and everyone's a w-2 employee and i'm like oh this one could maybe be for under six other ones i'm like you know you're self-employed we're going to fight over the value of your business we're going to fight over custody you know you're going to be at least twenty thousand. um i'm not always 100 accurate but generally i think i'm pretty good at like narrowing down the scope and if it turns out something changes down the road where it seemed like an issue was going to be an easy fix and it's not, I'll be the first to sit down and say, Hey, you guys are fighting over custody. When we originally met, we didn't think that that was going to be the case, like prepare for this to be more expensive. Um, and then we also just give monthly bills. So clients know exactly where they are in terms of what they're billing. Um, so and Amy, yeah. that's a, that's a great point about the monthly billings because that enables the client to see where they are in the case, if it's getting more expensive than they anticipated um, or not. But if it is getting more expensive than they anticipated, then the client can talk to the attorney about, um, you know, how much more still is going to occur in the case. Um, are there things that can be done to maybe reduce the cost, such as, um, Certain courts have conciliation programs you can go into. So you don't need to keep going to court and litigating. You can maybe go to a conciliator to try to bring the case to a conclusion. Um, so certainly a client needs to speak up, be aware of the cost, stay on top of it. Like you said, we send monthly invoices. Well, a client should be checking with the attorney to find out, are they going to get monthly invoices? Or are they going to get it quarterly? Or maybe it's just periodically. Well, those are um, tougher situations to stay on top of what the costs are. But uh, uh, the client has a lot more oversight. And uh, the more questions and, and understanding they have of how the fees are being charged and um, uh, the services being done, uh, the better they're going to be able to prepare themselves for the costs in a divorce. Yeah. One of the things that we do is um, if we're going to, if we think discovery is warranted in the case and 
we've talked about what discovery is in a, in a different podcast, but essentially interrogatories or requests for productions or a deposition. We talked to our clients. Amy, ahead. Amy, can we assume everybody's already seen those prior podcasts? I mean, why I hate, wouldn't I'd they? I hate have? to think anybody in our audience <laughs> hasn't watched all our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they are curious, they can go back and check another one. There you go. Um, but so those are expensive. And so it's always a thing and a topic of conversation. I, don't, I would never send out a deposition request or interrogatories without talking to a client about why I think it's warranted and what we think we're going to get out of it and kind of doing a cost-benefit analysis um, just because those are costs you can't control. Like I can't control if I have a nine o'clock hearing and the judge doesn't come out and hear my case until 11 and we're just stuck sitting there for two hours and maybe we're trying to negotiate in the courtroom, but essentially you're you're paying me to sit there for two hours. I can't control that cost. So for costs we can control, like discovery, um, that is a conversation I like to have with clients. And to take it full circle back to where we started, Amy, it really does mean the client can't have certainty as to what the divorce will cost, but the client certainly can obtain enough information and an expectation from the attorney as to the range it is likely to cost. And as I say, the the client needs to stay on top of the billings and the services being done um, so they can best prepare themselves for uh, what the cost of the case is going to be. And then um, that seems, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Amy. No, I just wanted to add in, um, there's a whole other field of divorce mediation where instead of having two attorneys, you do mediation. And I can say that pretty much every single mediation we've ever done is cheaper than any other, tr any traditional divorce we've ever done. Um, so the divorce mediation, if you're the, the most important thing to you is how much you're going to spend in your divorce, not, you know, having someone to advocate for you. Um, divorce mediation is the way to go. Right. And uh, divorce mediation doesn't work for everybody. So no. most divorces are still done through what they call the traditional divorce process not divorce mediation, because many cases just um, won't be effective through divorce mediation. But if anybody uh, um, wants to think about divorce mediation versus divorce, of course, um, that's also available in prior podcasts. So feel free to go <laughs> check, check, check those prior podcasts. Amy, that seems like a good point to end for today. Yeah. Thanks for joining Law Chat with John and Amy. We look forward to chatting with you again next time. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at info at yulianlaw.com. Remember that Law Chats with John and Amy is intended as a general reference and considered general advertising, and listeners should check for changes to any applicable laws and consult with an attorney on any legal issue. The information provided does not constitute legal advice, and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service of the community and does not constitute solicitation of legal advice. The lawyers in the law firm of Yulian Associates PC make no warranties and disclaim all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice from counsel. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast, and in the event that the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via the email communication.